It's almost time. Silver Shamrock. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Good evening, boils and ghouls, and welcome to another sinister, shocking episode of LMC Cast. Woo, baby. With you, as always, is your host with the most, the diabolical, maniacal Matt Sullivan. We are bringing you a special Halloween podcast on this chilly evening as we approach Sam Hain celebrations. Joining our cast of goblins, Rattlesnake Rob Moretti, <laughs> Stefan the Sorcerer Aloisa, Dreadful Dina Schumacher, Sibylla the Saw Chippeziwa, Sarcophagus Sharon Latimer Mosley. Sarcophagus? Yeah, there are a lot of S's to try to alliterate. S's are better than P's. That's true. So we're in a we're all in a fun silly mood here today as we we approach Halloween and we're I think all excited to bring to the table our favorite Halloween and horror movies which we'll discuss later. But in the meantime, we'll throw it around to the table to hear from the wonderful staff of LMC TV and hear what's going on in the LMC world. Mr. Rob. Well, it's appropriate we're talking about Halloween. It's the men in orange and black the Marinic football team in the spotlight uh, tonight as of the recording of this podcast. They've got a home playoff game. They haven't had a home playoff game in a a long time, and I haven't gotten an exact number on this yet, but I've gone back through their schedule, through their results every year, back to 2004. Zero home playoff games since at least 2004. And I was at Mamaronek for the 01, 02, and 03 seasons, and it didn't happen then either. This is a pretty long time. We're going this is a on long, a, that's a, that's long a streak. Okay. And that's not without winning a home playoff game. That's without having one. Wow. So uh, a big, big game tonight. Very exciting. Uh, um, first home playoff game. Uh, it could be their first in the state championship era, which goes back to, I believe, the early 90s. Uh, one oddity is the fourth straight year of Marinick has faced Carmel in the football playoffs. Uh, their last three meetings were in the round of 16. This is in the quarterfinal this year. Mamaronek won in 15, Carmel in 16 and 17, all those games obviously at Carmel. Um, and then aside from them, playoffs are starting off. Uh, Ryan X boys soccer team and Mamaronek's field hockey team both have number one seeds. So uh, you know, they'll be uh, heavily featured in the coming weeks on the LMC Varsity Sports schedule. And uh, that's about it. That's great. So, so good things to come for Mamaronek uh, La- uh, and Ryan X Sports. Absolutely. And we wish all of our teams great success on the field yeah we'll see how the good start of tonight we'll see how it goes awesome thanks rob stefan mr yes. programmer what you got the sorcerer <laughs> um not much right now but um seeing that we're going to stay with this halloween theme we do want to just kind of promote one more time that halloween will have that terror tv takeover Ooh. so um Very spooky <laughs> what's terror tv <laughs> Terra TV, yeah. Dina, now that you mention it, is our Elvira-type show hosted by Demonica Diablo, the one and only Miss Amanda Durante, who <laughs> hostess with the Moses, <laughs> best scream queen in the business, um, and she introduces certain films. So we have, uh, I'm not sure which one is going on this Friday, but you can catch Terra TV Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights at 11, and then the all-night, the horror marathon, or Halloween marathon uh, on Halloween. Yeah, and we'll uh, be posting something up. Uh. <laughs> Stay tuned for the horathon. Yes. We'll be posting the time and when that's going to start. But imagine early in the afternoon and all the way into the late hours. Excellent. Yes. 
Dina, hey. what's going on in your studio? Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, people are shooting in the studio, which is always great. Um, whatchamacallit, one of the things that you didn't mention was Insanity Productions. They, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. they uh, Instant Insanity. Instant mm -hmm. Insanity Productions. It's our show. We do what we want. And they take that uh, they title certainly do. quite literally. They do what they want. It's, <laughs> I, think, I actually think it's fun, but it's not for all audiences. I would say... Um, adult immature audiences. <laughs> late night programming. <laughs> Definitely late night programming. Right. It's hilarious. I, uh, I I don't know if I should comment on their their first op the episode well, one's opening sure, scene. Sure, I think people can take a look and uh, see for themselves. Yeah, I'll let you guys yeah. form your own opinion, but <laughs> it's just like okay, and this is what uh, you know being a part of public access is all about is that freedom of speech to do what you want. So you should guys, <laughs> so you should totally check out uh, Instant Insanities. It's our show. We do what we want, um, and something new that's happening here aside from podcasting in the studio, uh, we also are offering. Birthday parties. Birthday party. And it's a good reminder. <laughs> uh, I have like birthday decoration around as a good reminder, but I think this is a nice feature to offer for a small group of small group of children or adults. To to be fair, I've done adults in the studio as well, but this is something that we offer that people aren't aware of. We have the space for the you know the party goers to create a video, something fun together, and then you know have some cake and pizza because you know it's not LMC TV unless there's a pizza box lying around. Um, so. Uh, that's just something I want to make sure that everybody knows is out there, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I'm hoping for a princess party, and that could be, you know, a four-year-old girl or, you know, a 30-year-old guy. Who cares? Whoever wants to be a princess and have a party can do it here. There you go. So make Dina's dreams come true and throw a princess party. <laughs> <laughs> throw your own princess party uh, at LMC TV Studios. Dina will love it. Mm -hmm. Sibylla, what's new in news? Uh well, last night we had um, the coming out roundtable. Last Wednesday, October 11th, was actually national coming out there, but we were somewhere else at the time. Uh, so we had guests from the Loft Center, which is in White Plains, and the uh, I guess it's a subdivision of the uh, WCJS Center. What's WCJS? It's a Jewish center. I just can't remember the WJCS? name. WJCS? Oh, Westchester yeah. Jewish Community yeah. Services, Sorry. I believe. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I haven't had caffeine yet. <laughs> <laughs> Get that PA to fly in a coffee, please. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fun today. Too much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we had three people, uh, both of our, I guess, um, main guests, uh, hosts, if you will, rather, Mike and Maura, they talked to, yeah, three people last night. I thought it was an interesting conversation and an important one, um, especially in terms of getting local support for all ages and basically all, you know, kinds of people who feel like they need that kind of support because, you know, as straight people, and I think Maura asked this question, you know, it's not something we do per se, and, you know, it was the question of why it's important. And, you know, I guess you can't really have expectations. And, yeah. One of the things I really liked that uh, was surprising and also, like, that's incredibly difficult was there was someone to support the 55-plus crowd mm -hmm. of people who are coming out. And I couldn't imagine 
what that could be like. So I'm really, really, I was really mm-hmm. happy to see that there was a support group for that. And like, thank you for having them on as a guest. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Uh, uh, I believe uh, County Executive Latimer also signed into order a new law banning conversion therapy. Yes. So we will try and also to have some conversation about that. Um, and then next week on October 25th, we have Congressman Elliot Engel. Um, right. You know, I, one of the important points of why the local live exists is that people can have access to their elected officials. And I guess just through connection or even just how, frankly, we are quite professional <laughs> we know what we're doing um being able to draw in you know politicians on i guess higher stages if you will is quite cool and he's available for call-ins so if you have questions and you want to speak to him that's one of the features that we offer with the local live and the, yes. and the round table is it's a it's an interactive show for the audience so if you want to talk to your congressman and get right. some things settled you know you can call in you can email what are, if you have what questions, mm-hmm. you can call in 914-381-0150. You could also email us at the local live at lmctv.org and send us your questions for Congressman Elliot Engel. Uh, we're going to move on to Miss Sharon Latimer Mosley, Sarcophagus Sharon. Who has the longest today. list of everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so f- news from the Community Bulletin Board, the Village of Mamaronic Recreation Department's turkey trot and gobbler race sunday november 8th there's 18th excuse me there's still time to (laughs) there's still time to register and you can do that by visiting us for more information coming up on november 3rd 9 to 3 9 a.m to 3 p.m at rye playland is the westchester county household recycling drop-off day so you can drop off televisions tires computers and other recyclable items such as hazardous material on this particular day at playland the mobile shredder will also be there if you want to know what other recyclables you can drop off you can just visit westchestergov.com um, the Marinick's artist, the Mamaronic, I always do this. The Mamaronic Artists Guild in Largemont celebrates members of 25 years or more with a special exhibit, and that's from November 6th to November 17th. And you could visit the Mamaronic Guild, the Mamaronic, uh, blah, 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 the Mamaronic <laughs> Artists Guild. <laughs> Wait, do you know what? The, do you know what the exhibit? Uh, what the exhibit is? I think it's um, mixed media, so it's oh, whatever the um, artists who have been members for 25 years or more um, I got you, create. okay. Um, the Largemont Historical Fire Company needs your help to meet a $4,000 um, matching grant. They've gotten $4,000 for their mobile museum and other things they do. And but they need to get a matching grant of four thousand dollars before October thirty first. So if you can help out, just visit engine, and it's the number one engine one donation dot org. Money goes to support fire history. Their mobile mobile uh, alliteration sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mobile museum and more. And that's all I have from the right. Community Bulletin. And once you are done uh, donating to this <clears throat> wonderful cause, you can donate to LMC TV. Yes. We are launching our 
end of the year campaign. So keep an eye out on your, uh, whether it's your, your email <coughs> inbox, your mailbox at home. We're going to be sending out a bunch of things to people. So you can always donate online at lmctv.org. In the top right corner, cha-ching, baby. <laughs> or... Go to GoFundMe.com forward slash LMCTV. We're doing a $10,000 drive this year, so we are that, that is our goal. And what we're hoping to do is put money toward uh, getting monitors out there in the community, visible uh, monitors where you can see what's going on and watch LMCTV, as well as a mobile broadcasting van. So it's all going to be very exciting. So we will be right back in this very creepy episode of LMCCast. Hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, welcome back to the LMC cast. Uh, We are going to open up this part of our conversation, go around the table, and talk about our top top five favorite horror movies that may or may not involve Halloween. It can, if you'd like, or it doesn't have to. Let's talk about it. Halloween, movies, horror, yes. Here we go. Rob, number five. My number five, uh, I want to bid out on a limb. But, uh, you know, I think this is worth a, a listen and or a view once a year. Uh, the Thriller music video. Oh, excellent oh, choice. Oh, good, good choice. You have so many components with wow. this, right? You have John Landis directing mm-hmm. this, who directed uh, American Werewolf in London. You have uh, Quincy Jones producing. Sharon, we'll get into that later, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson, of course. Uh, just an amazing... I mean, once it, it, was, it was the first... First of its kind to do what it did. It terrified it me when I was younger. Music video of all time. I, Terrified. I it's at least top three yeah. or four. I don't think yes. it's even going out on the limb. I think it's just that that is fact. Yeah. Let's say. Uh-huh. Excellent choice. Thank you, Stefan. Yeah. Um, I actually um, just before you know throwing this out there, just an honorable mention. Um, it's not on my list, but it should be on everyone's list. Sober Vivo. Oh, my one. goodness. Just got to throw it out there this at least guy. just to mention it because I did watch it recently and damn, that thing is good. It is really good. Damn, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, um, who wrote that? Um, I forgot the name. It's um, um, famous. Famous last famous. name. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. Schoonmacher. Schumacher. Shoe something. Shoe something. Not, it wasn't Joel Schumacher. No, 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 no. Not to be mistaken with, with the man who ruined Batman. <laughs> All right. I the am, man who put nipples uh, on the bat uh, suit. He did. And neon lights. Yeah. This is too much. And roller skates, I believe, were involved. Yeah. So anyway, back to my... My actual number five. Um, I, I had a hard time finding a, a real good list in terms of like ranking everything because, as you know, Matt, I just love all things horror. Um, so I, I like kind you, of Stephen. grabbed into different categories, and one of my like go tos um, are like kind of foreign horror movies. And I actually really like um, this one movie called Rec, R E C, which is a almost like a found footage Spanish, type thing. Right? Yeah, it's a Spanish movie. And um, it's these people are kind of held up in a house, in an apartment building, and it's a zombie outbreak kind of thing. And uh, it's done really well. And because the main characters are like reporters, it makes sense for that found footage feel. 
uh, which I think a lot of movies that do that style really that's where they they have their downfall that's just an explaining point. you know how th- they're keep on rolling and for what reason right <laughs> exactly no yeah. that that's that's a great point uh, a yeah. lot of that's my problem with most found footage movies is you're just wondering okay well why why are the cameras rolling yeah. right now why are you still going <laughs> absolutely yeah. dina number five is actually on the table Nightmare on Elm Street. Hey, um, there it is. Uh, if I run into a Freddy, uh, Freddy, Freddy, well, this movie like terrified me when I was younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, Freddy was terrifying until I got older and I was like, oh my God, Freddy's hilarious. I didn't realize it. I was just a little too young at the time, but now he cracks me up. I'm just not totally into horror movies, so it's like hard to... Hard to pin it down. However, Freddy makes me laugh. Well, the character also changed. You had did. a more frightening version of Freddy Krueger yeah, in the original Nightmare. And Johnny as they Depp went was on, super hot. So, you know, I'll rewatch that. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just throw it out watch. there for yeah, the ladies. Nothing, nothing <laughs> says wow me like a uh, cut-off sweater. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> We're not judging fashion, just faces. Fair He's good. Enough. There you go. Well, excellent choice. And uh, we'll get around to more Nightmare on Elm Street later, I'm sure. What do you have, Spill? I have Get Out. Um, I know it's a thriller. Oof, that was my number two. Technically, but information. <laughs> just given everything and when it came out and what it's really about and just what happens and how there's a just a ridiculous twist. Yeah. Um, That's an excellent choice. I mean, you yeah. say what it's really about, and I think it, it taps into so much of what's going on that's sort of the the brilliance of many horror and sci-fi movies when you look at them is they got away with saying so much more uh if you look at the twilight zone episodes and rod serling the genius that he he brought to the show was that in an age where uh you you people were getting blacklisted in hollywood uh you know he could get away with saying things and making social commentary under the guise of science fiction Mm -hmm. so uh get out is certainly a wonderful film and social commentary and an important one at that Sharon, what do you have? Well, you know, I wanted to include African-Americans in my list, but it was very difficult because they're usually the first ones who die <laughs> or run. <laughs> so it was kind of rough. So anyway, um, I chose, don't laugh, a vampire in Brooklyn. Yes. Nice. With Great. Eddie Murphy. Oh, man. What I'm loving and, everybody's and, list here. And this Angela Bassett, who was always, ah, ah, She just had this amazing screaming thing going on and shaking. Gosh, Good wow. choice, I, Sharon. I am blown away right now. I also like his haunted. The Haunted Mansion. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Disney one? Oh, my yeah. God, really? Sharon? With Eddie Murray? <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Not the baseball player, the actor. <laughs> yeah, I love Sharon's whole movie. list is Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn, 1995, directed by same director of Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven. So uh, I will go with, for my number five, I wanted to throw something in that is more current. Uh, a beautiful little film, nostalgic throwback to 80s horror, and that would be It Follows, which is also sitting on our table as our studio production manager shakes her head <laughs> what is a bunch of haters around this right, table. Listen, I watched Actually, it because you recommended it, and then I was like, why? So <laughs> funny enough, for those of you who cannot see this because this is a podcast, uh, we are sitting at a table that is littered in 1980s through today VHS tapes. And I say today because, yes, 
I did purchase an It Follows VHS tape that was done by uh, a great online company that does, uh, can't call it reissues, but they actually make, cur- they make current horror films into VHS tapes. And they have um, all of Matt's money. And they have all, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I would read, I would read the back of this, but I'm realizing that this is uh-uh. definitely not PG. No. Uh, so no. we're <laughs> for no. those of you in this room who can read the back of this, <laughs> I highly suggest. Oh, I that. like the picture. Oh my. Oh my the chick God. on the beach and um, her her yeah. leg is bent this, completely. This backwards. basically follows. Uh, you know, you. I won't even get into this movie. Just go see it if you like the 1980s and you're big on soundtracks. Uh, a great synth score in it and uh, excellent pacing and mood for this film. Number four, Rob. All right, uh, we're gonna get into some uh, kid-friendly stuff here. Okay. Uh, I also like this one because it kind of helps you transition from Halloween into the later holidays of the you know, year. You know, you're stealing all my movies. Is Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. <laughs> has Rosie seen it yet? <laughs> no, she is not. I think she's a little young. It's I think kinda, so. It's kind of lengthy. She probably doesn't really know what's going on. She can kind of make it through on. an episode of Sesame Street. Okay. Oh. But uh, yeah, Jack Skellington. Number four. Yes, for yes, me, at the least. Pumpkin King. I, I don't know. To me, it's always been a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, that's oh, much as like that's it's, an excellent it's also topic. A very uh, in and of itself, you know. So that's my number two is Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was going to talk about that later of how it is for me both 100 percent a, hollow, a Halloween movie and 100 percent a Christmas movie. It is a holiday movie. Maybe it it's is. just a Thanksgiving it movie. Is. It is. Well, it's yeah, it's funny. got it all. It is whatever you want it to be. That is the beauty of that mm-hmm. movie. But I'm going to talk about it more later. Fair enough. Stefan? So, for my number four, um, I was trying to find a good category with ghost, demonic kind of uh, genre, but somewhere on my list, I had to put it in there and seeing it on the table here, but slightly different. It's Evil Dead 2, not the first one. Two. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Yes, um, though both are really awesome. I think the second one just kind of has that little extra oomph of of comedy and slapstick. and slapstick, and it just made it way more memorable. Well, definitely, uh, Raimi and Campbell oh, yeah. being the goofballs that they are uh, that that shines through, and and you it it has a lot more fun than the first film, and then that of course, goes mm-hmm. into Army of Darkness, which yes. is the third part of the trilogy, <laughs> uh, which is Absolutely. would be on my list. It's an honorable mention because I love Army of Darkness. a great Though, movie. I have to say most of the n- movies on my list and most of the movies here on this table are just like, I'll watch it any day of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know what we should do after this, but <laughs> I guess we have still got to gotta have that uh, Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Jackie Brown yeah. screen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dina. All right, so my number four is uh, one uh, after Nightmare on Elm Street was uh, one of the first horror movies I had really watched, uh, and Thriller. It was like like Thriller, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then the next one was Night of the Living Dead, Uh, and that was the old black and white one, and uh, I think maybe I watched it so much because it was the only horror movie that we had in our home, so it was like, all right, well, it's Halloween. I guess I'll just take out the tape and put it in and watch it, but um, so I appreciated it as uh, when I was young because one it was the only thing available that was a little bit frightening during Halloween and then as an adult as I watched it and was like oh I get it now um going into those themes and like how it was put together I just I give it two thumbs up and I would recommend watching that one the night of the living dead and I believe that's the original correct there was no yes, prior correct. yeah right like come on the way that ended was just oh, like yeah. 
well, my mind got blown. And again, it falls in, yeah. Social commentary. Commentary, exactly. Uh, I'm sure that mostly everyone has seen Night of the Living Dead. And if you haven't, yes. well, too bad. Spoiler Actually, alert. The oh. protagonist <laughs> is killed at the end, Ben, who is an African-American. And uh, ironically enough, but he makes made it, to, it the to the end. And when he emerges well, from the died. house and, the, and it's daylight, the police shoot him. Yeah, people have 50 years to see this, so it's okay. <laughs> but if you still haven't seen it and you want to see it, it's going to be on Terra TV. Yes, on, on the marathon. One. Correct. So keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. And also a 4K restoration has been recently done that is beautiful. So mm-hmm. if you are uh, overseeing the uh, grainy VHS style of Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> you can check out the new 4K restoration, which is beautiful. Sibylla, number four, what do you got? I have good night, mommy. Good night is one word. Mommy spelled M O M M Y. It's an Austrian horror film. Mm-hmm. It oh. came out in 2014. Excellent. And I've my husband figured out what was going on like minutes in the movie, which was <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But so definitely watch it for that. It's still worth it, I think. What even kind of if movie you can is it? Figure it out. I mean, children are pretty much the forefront of this, and I feel like that's probably the scariest thing when a child is involved, when a child is affected. How, I mean, you know, I watch Ghost Adventures, you know, those (laughs) (laughs) those kinds of shows here and there, and how many times they've said that. You know, oh, I've seen a child and how they say it could be very likely a demon. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to trick you and stuff, right? So, yeah, no, yeah, kids, to me, I know, like, it's all relative and stuff, but, yeah, Mm -hmm. when kids are involved in anything negative, I'm kind of just like... It's extra creepy. Yeah. This movie is very creepy as well, (laughs) and I feel like that's... I'm more of into that kind of horror where you basically plant a seed and later, you know, (laughs) you are still thinking about, you know, a little something that you may have seen or you may not have seen. Like, it's it's definitely creepy and I definitely recommend it and it's it's worth it and it's horrifying and it's it's really good. Um, I don't think anything is really lost in translation. um, Yeah, language wise. Well, thank you for the suggestion. Oh, yeah. I will be checking that out. I'm sure I haven't yes. heard of it and haven't seen it. So that's great. Sharon, what do you have for your number four? Well, when I made this list, I realized I love camp. It's the Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. Yes. Nice. I know yes. someone else at this table who likes it, too. Oh, yes. And uh, I especially love um, the dentist. Um <laughs> Steve Martin, he's hilarious. And then when he gets his due, it's just so gratifying. Yeah. And I like the background singers. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Tanisha Arnold and uh, Tisha Campbell and Michelle Weeks. How they just, you know, they're like the wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're walking along the street and they're singing. I love it. I just, I just love that movie. That's a good one. Well, yeah. uh, we had <laughs> Stefan. You had, you had dressed up. Uh, <laughs> one of your costumes for Halloween was probably the most inventive Spot costume I've seen. It was incredible. Tell yes. us a little bit about what so you did. So that was um, me and Vanessa went as Seymour and Audrey, 
and I had fabricated from a bunch of different materials, mixed media, as you will, um, <laughs> a little puppet of Audrey II, the plant, and uh, brought that in here into the office, brought it to your Halloween party, and it's still living in my my house somewhere. Oh, <laughs> thing, my God, thing wait of a beauty. minute. Is That's it telling it. you to do things? Yes, every mm, once in like a while we'll it. just be like sitting around and like, feed me, feed can, me. Can we put that picture up on our website? Because it's pretty ingenious, yeah, I, I think. think you can ask our programmer I if you will allow us to do that. So yeah. keep an eye out keep an eye for out. Stefan and Seymour. Who knows? We'll probably just like <laughs> throw up a one-hour block of just me and the puppet. All right, my number four, this is a toss of I mean, as uh, any of you know who know me at all, uh, I love horror films, and uh, this, is, no. this is a very difficult <laughs> list. So uh, number four is a tie for me between uh, The Evil Dead we can do ties. And, no. and Lost Boys. Oh, oh, oh my, you know, I forgot to put Lost Boys on my list because I just watched it, watched it, so it's already out of my mind, like... I'm like, there, all right, I took care of Lost Boys, it's done. Good there, choice. There, there, are, there are just so many things <coughs> that are going Uncle, on in this film. Uncle Joel did yeah. a good job with yeah, that one. Uncle Joel did a great <laughs> job. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland as a vampire, uh, you can't really beat that. I mean, Jack Bauer. Think of Jack Bauer as a vampire. It's, it, but it's also amazing. you got Corey and Corey you being Corey ridiculous Corey. in it. Exactly. <laughs> you have everything that you need from 80s cheese and mm -hmm. camp and, and some gore. And also, I will never be able to eat lo mein again. They're magic, True, Michael. that did affect it a long time. Vampires were vampires. Right. <laughs> All right, we will be right back with more LMC cast after this short break. All right, we are back. I'm having too much fun this Friday evening. Wow. Uh, we are moving on to number three, and we're going to do a lightning round here because I know we have to speed mm -hmm. things up. Rob, what do you got for three? The third season of The Walking Dead. Ooh, okay, good choice. First Not season. A movie, in the first, mm. uh, you know, I had a music video in before. Right. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are a media center, we're, Dean. We're, we're right? Let's not exclude media, here. Yeah. The first season in the prison, it's just it's so dark, and there's just, like, zombies crawling everywhere. and mm. One of the best seasons. Death at had. every turn. It's, that, yeah. that is the season that brought us stuff and things. A big, a big <laughs> shout-out to... Uh, season four, I think. No, that was season there. Once they got there, he Bi says oh. it to Lori. Big shout-out gotcha. to my friend uh, Aaron McLean, who is now the visual effects supervisor on Walking Dead. Aaron, Whoa. I highly doubt you were listening, but if you are, congratulations on the role. Yeah. Hope you're having a great time on this season of the show. Stefan, what do you have? Um, this is where I threw things full camp and full fun. Um, and it, you know what? I'm going to do a tie because you did it. So it was a tie between Monster Squad oh. and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <gasps> yes. Killer Clowns so, from Outer yes, Space. Yes, yes. <laughs> great, great, great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my, oh my God. God. It's just choice. too much fun. And I just watch it over and over. I don't know. Cotton candy cocoons. Mm. Or the, awesome. what about the popcorn that would like attack mm -hmm. too? There's so much going on. Oh that so film. good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, shame on you. The Go name watch of the, it. the name of it pretty much explains the entire plot, mm -hmm. though. So oh there's no God. need to. Genius. <laughs> okay. On that note, what's your three? <laughs> Number three, 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. <gasps> That's my favorite, too. I cannot. Science yeah. fiction. Yes. Yeah, I can't. I can't not watch it almost every week of uh, the month of October. Yes. In fact, all of this month so far when Sharon will just make a mistake on something go, damn it. Janet. <laughs> it's automatic. It's automatic. <laughs> the anticipation. Yes. Sybilla, what do you have for three? Three, I have Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay. The first one. Okay. Because it had no score. Mm-hmm. One of the gripes I have about some horror films is the score. You're already making me anticipate something mm. happening, so... Um, yeah, the fact that it's like, you know, I guess found footage, if you will. And I mean, it was done really well. I was shocked at the budget and then it, you know, broke records. So, um, and it did scare the, you know, bejesus out of me. It did. Um, so yes, um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend you do, you know, look past the hype. I think it was still a really good film because i was legitimately scared so yeah great point and uh, a quiet place doing something similar in that sense mm-hmm. uh, that recently came out and uh that film mm-hmm. is you know you you're so uncomfortable in the moment just listening almost to the silence and mm-hmm. the, the the lack of sound how terrifying that can be so yes. i like i uh, really like your point sharon what do you got for three it's the great pumpkin charlie brown <laughs> 1966. There you go. That Sharon, prepared all all kids for trick or treating on CBS. If if you didn't have that on your list, I was going to be disappointed. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, you know me too. Well. I do. That is right. I'm going to go uh, again. Very very hard decision here. I've got a lot of. Uh, I, have a pr- I have a pretty <laughs> dead. Li- I could do ties all day. It's, it's impossible. Hard. I'm actually crossing things out yeah. on my list. I wow. should see my 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 list here. It looks. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I have to go with Dawn of the Dead, which is the second uh, of the Romero films, Ooh. the Dead series. Uh, this one takes place in a shopping mall, uh, commentary on consumerism in America, 1975. And um, this film was really what got me started on loving horror. Um, very, very smart film, very fun film. So, again, implementing all those elements uh, leads to a really excellent film, in my opinion. Uh, going around the table, we've got number two. Get out. Uh, <laughs> so that, we've seen that pop up on our list. An we excellent have. film. Love it. Stefan? My number two is a creature feature, The Thing. Ooh. Ooh. Now we're talking... Like Which one? Original. The original. Oh. Yeah. Well, like, no, no, sorry, sorry. Not the, sorry, the I carpenter. forgot about the original original. Yes, the Carpenter one. Because oh. then they had a remake of oh. the Carpenter one. And it's just, no. Um, so, yeah, right in the middle. Excellent John Carpenter. Choice. I Excellent had some choice. hope there. Um, it was, they, what did that, uh, Antarctica? So they're, yeah, they're, they're yes. down in the, right, in, in Antarctica. Base, what are they drilling or something? I forgot what it was. They find something but in the ice. In the ice. Uh, and an just, alien. Yes, and this being kind of just keeps mimicking the look and you know of different people. So, the whole movie you're just kind of wondering who's who's the monster now. Is who Kevin is it Bacon now? in that? No, no, no. It was, uh, Kurt Russell, young Kevin Kurt Russell. Bacon. Oh, young Kurt Russell. Yes, full beard and everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it like uh, circa uh, um, 
Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Kurt Russell? Before. Before, before yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I Big Trouble was 87, me. Thing was 81, I Okay. Right. But the effects on that were just ridiculous. Yeah, and Gotta yeah. love practical oh. effects. Practical effects, wow. Oh, way. my God. What happened to them? <laughs> Let's they go them a back. long way. Back when you thought that you were actually watching something, you mm-hmm. weren't taken out of it by seeing computer-generated garbage. <laughs> um, Tell us how you really feel. Yes. You had to use dialogue and suspense. Uh, incredible, incredible practical effects. The uh, practical effects supervisor on that actually got quite sick after because he worked himself it, mm. you know, seven days a week, worked around the clock. Uh, in my opinion, I would say the best practical effects ever seen in a film. Dina, what do you have? Uh, my number two is Nightmare Before Christmas. I, <laughs> again, because it, it's, it's everything. It's actually everything and to me. And favorite song in Nightmare Oh, I, I I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite song. Sorry, like this is Halloween is good enough for me to start with. Um, but one of the things I have to say is like that movie really started my love for Tim Burton, and it really yeah, my kids I love him think too. it started because uh, it's like a kindred spirit. You know, like it's dark, it's weird, but it's fun all at the same time. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, but I think it also sprouted my love for stop motion because like my mind was blown by that. It was like mm. this is incredible. I know, like, Gumby had existed, and so, like... Gumby? But I'm just saying, like, there have been examples of stop motion, but that was the one that really resonated with me, and, yeah, so, big fan of that, and I might go home and watch it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, what do you have for two? Number two, I have Friday the 13th, 1980, so the first The original. The original, Yes. Um, I think I'm a closet gore fan, and (laughs) (laughs) I also think that, right, (laughs) by accident, I came across Friday the 13th, um, like, you know, on cable movie channels, and I, I don't know, I just... Yeah, he was killing some. Oh, you know. Who, wait, wait. Who's the guy in that one? Sorry, it's Jason. The Jason Voorhees. In that one, Jason yes. Voorhees. Not, not a killer. There is I know. I learned that from Scream. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there wow. you go. You would be alive. Yeah, just but it was just like I forgot which which one Friday the Thirteenth yeah, was like. Was that Jason? Was that Michael My- Michael Myers' Halloween? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like no. No hockey mask mom. in the original. No hockey mask That's in this one. Um, yeah, I really. Also, I think I'm a fan just period of origin stories, if you will, and just how it became this huge franchise. And yes, it was 80s cheese. I even sometimes feel like I was born too late. I should have been born (laughs) like a decade or 15 years earlier. Honestly, I do enjoy a lot of 80s content. So we'll we'll talk after this. (laughs) Sharon, what do you have for two? Ghostbusters. <gasps> Whoa, good choice. Yes. I watched that movie so much that my kids roll their eyes. <laughs> I watch it if it's on. I watch it. I have it on DVD. I just love the whole series, including the new one. Yes, I love that too. I should. I, I'm like. I didn't mind the new one. New one was good. Yeah. I yeah. really can't fun. say anything. It was fun. Yeah, it was I like fun. fun. It's hard to. I don't think you can. Um, you know, compare up really. against the classic. Yeah. You, you can't mm-hmm. compare. You can't compare. But it, well done job on that. And uh, I, I would say excellent choice. <laughs> uh, also, honorable mention Ghostbusters <laughs> too. Um, so my number two would be a film that is, I think, 
arguably the most fun horror film ever made, and this is Return of the Living Dead. Uh, this is the point at which <laughs> zombies were introduced as brain eaters. Uh, up until that point, we didn't know that zombies ate brains. It was only in this film where one of the zombies picks up the radio in the ambulance and says, send more brains. LAUGHTER um, or send more paramedics, whatever the line is. But uh, we, we, we get the, uh, we, we understand that zombies love brains in this. And it's a really, really fun film. It moves by so fast. And by the time it's over, you want more. So uh, check it out. And you get actually, funny enough, Return of the Living Dead 2, which is exactly the same movie. And I can never wrap my mind around it, but um, it's crazy. And you have Return of the Living Dead 3, which is something completely different. Uh, I remember seeing that case at the video store and, um, not seeing the movie, but not seeing, seeing exactly. the cover art. The cover art. <laughs> That's what I have in my mind. It's not the movie, but the cover art. Cover art back is when like, you cover know, art is a lost yeah, art. It's a lost yeah, art. Yeah, it is. But we're bringing That's it back sad. on Dead Air. Yeah. That's right. All right. I'm waiting for the VHS of Dead Air. There will be a VHS yes. of Dead Air. <laughs> Just you wait and see. All right. Now, we're going to cut to one more commercial break before we reveal our number one horror films of all time. playing before while we're underneath. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Killer clowns. <laughs> From outer space. <laughs> Killer clown wow 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 from outer space. Oh my god. Oh good lord. Too much fun today. Too much coffee. <laughs> Number one. Rob. Going with Stranger Things. Wow. I like how uh, it's both exactly like and unlike everything we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um do explain. Yeah, I well, you know, draws upon a lot of the uh, tropes and traits of the of the '80s uh, horror uh, movies, but then it also does it in a fresh, more modern way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gives everyone that kind of callback. Um, but then I also think, you know, imagine if if the filmmakers of the '80s had had the tools that the Stranger Things guys have today, how even better things possibly even could have been. Excellent point. Even stranger. Even stranger. That's right. <laughs> Stefan? So, drum um, roll? Do you have a drum roll on your little... Yeah, I don't. We don't have that? the drum roll, but we have a gong. <laughs> 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 um, now, this one, it, it's hard. 
to put anything like at number one for me at least, but I saved the classic kind of horror movie for me, and that is um, The Omen. Um, I personally like this. Call this classic. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a while ago. It's all for um, you, Damien. In terms of like those like top of the list of everywhere you see, it's it's you know usually they'll have The Exorcist, but I think I was. I saw The Exorcist too late mm. that I'm not as, you know, scared of it as much. Mm. But I saw The Omen right in the peak years of kind of going into Catholic school. <laughs> and, like, oh, I, yeah, that, that I yeah. see the movie Ooh. and then I, you know, go to school. And then it's just like, it's not over. <laughs> no, you have to watch out. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, it was just, it's a great movie and, you know, great acting. And it's just... It's fun. Excellent choice. I like it. And I know what someone should be for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Dina. My number one was already said, but I'll say it again. Sobrevivo. Hey, there it is. I didn't, so, think, I didn't think anyone else would mention it. So which thanks, so, which means I survive. That's right. I survive. Every scar tells mm-hmm. its story. A story that says I survive. I think it's great. I'm just saying, not just because I made the movie with Matt or anything like that, but I think the most horrifying part of it is not the zombies, it's the humans, and that's Mm -hmm. what makes it so good. Tell us a little bit more, Dina, about why you decided to write Sobrevivo. Well, because, you know, we were going to make a movie, and it was just like, okay, what's the most horrifying thing I could think of? And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Like being in a situation where things are already bad and like how could they get much worse? That's how they could get much worse. You know, it, it just adds that extra element to it. And it's from like, you know, a female perspective, I guess. Uh, ironically enough, someone had made the comment recently about the film that it was very relevant in the Me Too era. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to see Sobrevivo, contact Dina or myself and we will be happy to share a link so you can see it. Absolutely. Sibylla, drum roll for your number one. So we're doing the gong. Generic, but Stefan said it, The Exorcist. Now, I say that to say, to my earlier point with Goodnight Mommy Children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It also Um, works with The Omen. And I also (laughs) feel a running theme may be what scares me is, you know, demonic. Uh, you know, possession. possession. Mm. Um, going back to what Stefan said, I mean, I was, I went to Catholic church, but I'm not baptized, but I know mm-hmm. like some of what, you know, you mean and how, yeah, the omen really did scare you. When I first watched The Exorcist, I was, you know, frankly immature. I thought it was funny. I'm sure you know what parts I'm talking about that I thought were funny. I did the same thing. It cracked me up. I couldn't, like, my mom wow. was like, this is terrifying. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> when that came out, we hadn't seen anything like mom? that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, child. <laughs> as I got older and I thought about that, mm-hmm. and then, you know, having read some articles and, you know, here and there, I was like, no, okay, no, this was this is actually terrifying, especially with how far it went and just, you know, what was happening and how there really are some people that, you know, say that they have been demonically possessed and, you know, there's some evidence and it's just really interesting, you know, how, I guess, planes or whatever, how we interact with the world around us and how some people are more sensitive and... 
is it true is it not like i said you know about planting seeds earlier and yeah it was happening to a child Hmm. one of the things i don't know if it i'm i'm pretty sure it's it's the exorcist but if you read the imdb page like the actress gets like pushed back and she like messed up her back from that like Mm. they were they went hard on that movie Mm. and she like had severe uh, back damage for the rest of her life during that 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 recording shooting linda blair she went a little uh uh, crazy so. afterwards? Is that true too, or is that just one of those r- rumor I, I will, I will not comment. I do not know. <laughs> but okay. I do know that the makeup artist from that film actually lived in Larchmont. Yeah, Tying really. All that together. Yep. So uh, that's a fun little fact for you. I remember uh, the first time I saw The Exorcist on a big screen was actually when they re um, we did the reissue and they were showing it. And uh, I was in the movie theater, got to the point of uh, the scene where the uh, Linda Blair has gone crazy as she's she's uh doing her thing and uh they're doing the power of christ compels you and a gentleman <clears throat> in the theater was inclined to stand up and go oh sounds like a p diddy remix yeah. and uh what that kind of ruined theater the theater was this we were in new rock oh, well. we, were, we were at the new rock theater and uh and that that was that and it was like all right then so every time i think of the exorcist now i think of a Diddy remix. Wow. This crew is, is <laughs> <laughs> this crew is jaded. When that film came out, people were fainting in the aisles. They had never seen anything like it. Yeah, I believe and that's it. the thing is, my mom said that and Rosemary's Baby were yeah. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I watched Rosemary's Baby. I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. This is so yeah. slow. <laughs> She's like, you no, guys. it's crazy. I'm yeah, like, you guys are jaded. Sharon, yeah. let's hear your number one. Well, my number one is The Uninvited, 1944. And it's a, it is a story about uh, a sister and brother who buy a house in an isolated town, and it's haunted. Mm. So um, there weren't very many special effects. It was all about story. It was about um, creating suspense, you know, through music and, and dialogue. So I love that movie. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And then it's um, a mystery that unfolds at the end. Okay. Great. Well, we'll have to check that one out. I have have not seen it, I must admit. all right, so I'm going to go to my number one. Uh, Which I'll is a tie. Say, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, is it? <laughs> it's like no, it's, it's not a tie. <laughs> um, I, I, I have to say I was very much influenced by Nightmare on Elm Street and found that to be uh, an incredibly terrifying movie. Uh, I also, when we, when we talk about the community media center realm, there is a, an excellent movie that I was introduced to by Mr. Chris Lavinia uh, called the WNUF Halloween Special. Now, this is a, an excellent film that is compiled, supposed to take place uh, in the 80s, and it's supposed to be a live broadcast of uh, people, a reporter going into a haunted house. If you haven't seen it, it's excellent. They're actually trying to make a second one. The director, Chris LaMartina, is down, uh, he's from Baltimore. Um, so that's definitely a, a movie worth checking out, and you could check out the, what they're doing to make the, uh, the second film, which takes place in the 90s. Uh, but I would say my number one favorite of all time would have to be a little film that uh, I did not know what it was until years later because I never caught the name of it. I would only catch it on TV on like Sci-Fi Network when they first started (laughs) or USA Up All Night or HBO. And uh, all I could remember was that there were these slugs that went into people's brains. 
and they turned into undead walking corpses. And ironically, um, (laughs) this is just uh, one of of the best movies, same director as The Monster Squad, Mr. Fred Decker. Uh, That would be Night of the Creeps. This is, uh, we talked about fun movies with Return of the Living Dead. Uh, it's really a toss-up between which one of these is more fun. It, it's completely self-aware and understands what it's going for, and uh, it's just an overall excellent film. It, uh, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, check it out, Night of the Creeps. Um, I think this was an excellent, excellent list. Are there any other? I have a question. Is this the one that you have a movie poster in your office that's in German? I do have that. And this is like the prom date show up, but they're all dead? Yes. There are so many incredible taglines in this film. They're that, here, but they're dead. Yeah. Good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, All right. I just need a clarification. Yeah. So uh, do yourself a favor and check that one out. We will be back with a little bit more to wrap up this episode of the LMC cast. back with more LMC cast that was the Ramones singing Pet Cemetery uh, Pet Cemetery coming out again another remake really? wow remakes 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 I have an idea something new let's please. do new stuff but I am Thank excited you. to see it and I will admit I am seeing the new Halloween movie tonight so that being said I will also say that while we were up in Schenectady uh, we had been out for one night and uh, there was a karaoke place and a gentleman <laughs> sang Pet Cemetery at karaoke, and I was floored. I never in my life once thought I would hear Pet <laughs> Cemetery by the Ramones being sung at karaoke. Rob, let's get the Rosie report. The Rosie report. So Rosie just turned seven months. Yay! <laughs> She's doing great. Uh, I wanted to share a tale of the last two nights. Um, the tale of the lobster tail. So, you know, Rosie goes to sleep at her bedtime, and then both nights, about an hour or so later, we hear, you know, crankiness coming from her crib. So both nights, I walk in, and she's flipped herself over into a crawling position. Is this an exorcist story? No. Okay, because no, now, Sybilla's got this no in my head now that all children are she's possessed. Oh, I, I found it hilarious. <laughs> I walk in, and, and she's on, she's in crawling position, but she's exhausted, and she's like, Dad, help me. I'm in this crawling position, and I don't know how to get out of it, and I want to go to sleep. <laughs> so, I actually had to walk out of the room so I could finish laughing, and then I could go help her. Basically, just flip like her that. over, and she goes back to sleep. Aww, she's like a little turtle. Very kind of, <laughs> except reverse. Yeah. This way. Reverse turtle. Yeah. Reverse turtling. All right. Well, that's, that, that is adorable. Oh, yeah. Stefan? Um. Well, I guess I mentioned it earlier before we started recording, but uh, after the ACM, which was awesome, and it was, you know, a great experience for me. This is the first time I went. 
um, it, that was, uh, an edu- you know, it was educating and got to learn more about other communities and more about us too. Now, for those of the, our viewing or listening audience who does not know, the ACM is the Alliance for Community Media. This was a Northeast Regional Conference that they hold every year, and we went up as a staff to participate. And I will, you know, let some others, like, talk more about that. But I have to say, after we left, we stopped by a place in Cobleskill, which was amazing. If you're ever in Cobleskill, there's a place called Justine's. Delicious, delicious food. Mm. I have pictures. Mm. Pictures of the food it was. We may or may not be planning a return field trip. Don't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's... Yeah. I'm going to pass it. <laughs> okay. Getting hungry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starving right now. I know, me too. I was, uh, I'm just going to go yeah, ahead. Yeah, right? Can we go up there? I'm going to run with it and piggyback because, uh, you know, again, the ACM was, uh, the ACM conference was wonderful for, for us uh, here at LMC TV to exchange information and everything. Um, and, you know, there's more, there's more to that because we got a lot of good info. We had some panels. We spoke. Uh, and we've talked about this in the last podcast. So what I wanted to focus on was, again, after the ACM. <laughs> but before Justine's, because Justine's was really uh-huh. – it was. It was impressively good. Um, was we took a trip to uh, Secret Caverns instead of Howe Caverns, which is like the famous cavern up there. But at least there are a hundred caverns there. We went to I didn't Secret. Know you went to Secret Caverns? Yeah. yeah. We went secret. to Howe. No, no, we went to How- We went to Secret. I got fed some bad information. <laughs> I, we were I talking about. We were talking about it. I don't know how you missed that, but uh, it was it was More great. Uh, I think that the the tour guide really made it. Mike, uh, shout out yeah. to you. One, thank you for the recommendation to go to Justine's afterwards mm-hmm. but also he was pretty funny and he's like take your time I get paid by the hour yeah. you know uh, it was very <laughs> it was very wet down there but I have to say mm-hmm. Sharon you were a trooper she went down 80 feet of stairs oh to get God. to the hundred and then walked a quarter three quarters of a mile to get to the 100 foot waterfall that was underneath wow. but it was incredible and I have to say the second favorite part of that experience was like he's like you guys want to see what it's like out here without the lights on yes. it's like okay Hey, don't move. He turned off all the lights and lit- you no, you could not see your hand in front of your face how dark it is. Mm-hmm. And the store yeah. bats? No, they no. they said that uh oh well, the bat community Sometime, went yeah. is is coming back. Um but one of the stories I told was about how cows had fallen into the hole and, you know, plummeted 80 feet, it. and that's how they found it. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they got, uh, I'm, I'm shortening the story, uh, they got some <laughs> some young boys and, you know, hoisted them down 80 feet with two flashlights. And this is in the 1930s, uh, or like by the way. Cents? 10 cents? 10 cents. No. I thought yeah. it was 5 cents each. Oh, maybe it was 5 cents. They went cents. down a random dark... To go explo- e- explore. 10 cents? <laughs> that was a lot of money back sure then. The 1930s. Nope. But they hoisted them down 80 feet with their two flashlights to go see how deep it was. Uh, if they found the waterfall, that means that they were almost a mile through. And they said that that's when the flashlights got wet and broke. And it took them nine hours get to out. get find their way back out to that original entrance. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, just hearing that and then being in it, experiencing it, and then, like, not being able to see your hand from your face. Fortunately, I had bought a mood ring in the gift shop that had a glow-in-the-dark bats on it. So I was like, I can see myself. You bought a mood ring? I did. Yes. Oh, my God. Mood rings. Their gift shop was actually pretty awesome, too. Tons of crystals. Like, here's two garbage pails of crystals, a dollar each. Native American art. Uh, If you wanted, you know, uh, animal skins 
mountains. There was tons of those around, and the grounds were beautiful. So, yeah. you know, again, if you're lake. up, yeah, if you're up in Coleskill, go ahead, go to Seeker Caverns, and then go to Justine's. Oh yeah, you stop on the way back. Oh, All right, yeah. stop it. You make me too hungry. So, mm-hmm. Bill, what, what do we have going on? Uh, well, like we mentioned, we have Angle coming up. Um, there's also the food truck fest um, that's happening tomorrow. Yes, which is for uh, the community media, media day. day on the 19th. Yes, twentieth. Uh, so LMC TV will be there, of course, with more flying through a green screen, and you know. Yes, Whatever come check out our like. mobile green screen setup where you can bring your own cape and fly through space. Yes. Um, and what I got from ACM was uh, really two things. It's, you know, it starts with the children. <laughs> get to the kids. <laughs> They're going to be possessed. Kids, so you have to get to it's the all about the children. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. And, it's all for you. <laughs> and to collaborate. And, you know, that is definitely something we can do here easily i feel like um we are very fortunate to have what we have and so we should definitely take as many advantages of that as possible especially with you know we're trying to envision the future we're trying to see how we can survive so yeah those are two things that stood out to me yeah awesome and you also you and dina presented right you did uh new straight new uh, just not mentioning it. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, uh, creating a new show on a, a shoestring, shoestring budget. Yeah. Yes. Right. So excellent job. Sharon. Okay. I learned a lot from the conference, but the most impressive thing to me was that Proctor's Theater because it is open to everybody and they have activities for every age group you could imagine. So it's a combination conference space, um, the place, the room that we uh, saw a video in was the same room that we ate in and saw and heard the uh, keynote speaker in. And at the same time, they had Broadway shows that come up from Manhattan in their regular theater and they have breakout conference rooms all over the theater as well. So to me, that's an excellent use of um, an existing space that has been there for a long time, a refurb. And on the top floor, we also visited um, the youth media, um, um, what is it, youth media, fill it in. The, it's late. Center, right? um, they're, they're where they create videos, um, where they have a youth oh, video program. Yes, yes. So all of that, and and they also have um, a radio um, booth up there as well, don't they? Correct. They have video, radio, in in the same. Well, it was uh, was the Prince. Oh, the Prince. uh, I'm sorry. Recording studio. Right, you heard a different uh, presentation, so you're more aware of the things that were going on. Okay. So, um, and they also use that space to present. Um, the kids' videos, too, so they make it a community event. So it's like a centerpiece for art, video, uh, art, media, and um, and uh, Broadway shows. So I think that's an excellent use of space, and I Absolutely. wish... Um, and, and they maintained the integrity of the old building, which I think is is pretty amazing. And they have a little museum, and you can walk from one end of the street hmm. to the other side. So I think that's an excellent use what, of what a, space. What a great concept 
yeah. reusing, readapting uh, old spaces and uh, being somewhere, creating a community media center. Hmm. That sounds in familiar. In an arts community. If anyone is listening to this out there and wants to give <laughs> LMC TV rent for a dollar a year, please feel free to contact me. <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap things up here at LMC TV. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to wish everybody a very happy and safe Halloween and uh, we'll be seeing you. It's for Miss Amanda Durante. Thanks, everybody.